You're listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. Welcome in, everyone, to the AntsMarching.org podcast of sorts. We're sort of a little uh, shorthanded today. It's just going to be me running it with uh, our good friend, our moderator, Kevaru, who is also known as Kevin. Kevin, go ahead and say hello to everyone. Hello, everybody. There you go. That's Happy Sunday. Good. I hope your football team's lost, too. There you go. That's Well, the Jets were uh, winning last I saw. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you'll already know that the Jets probably held on and won and beat the Steelers, which is why Matt's not here. Although, last I heard, Matt was in Canada someplace, so we hope that Matt is uh, presently alive right now. And Joe is celebrating Kwanzaa with his family. He, uh, he and his family are big Kwanzaa people, so we wish them an extraordinarily fat Kwanzaa. So anyway, uh, it's been a long, long time since we podcasted last, and um, in that meantime, I think we had a summer tour, we had a top 50 list, we had a fall tour, we had a corporate show, so we had a lot of things to talk about. But let's back up a little bit, and let's just start with the summer tour, sort of like as overall. And Kevin, you and I were actually talking about this the other day, not being recorded, about how when the show started off, or the shows started off, very first show right out of the, out of the box, you get... You know, Hello Again, you get a, a bunch of songs, ATR that hadn't been played for a long time, and that sort of set up the entire summer. How do you think it worked out as the first show unfolded to the end of the summer tour? Well, well you know, it's one of those things where you just get, when you, when you start off a three-show run and you're adding all these songs that you haven't seen in quite some time, a lot of fan favorites, rarities, um, it... As a fan, especially a lot of fans, especially on Ants that like to go to multiple shows, you just think, you just get your hopes so high and everything is just going to be a blast. And, you know, at least the energy level stayed high through the whole tour and um, the debuts continued, although a lot of them didn't stick around like I would have liked them to. You know, JTR is one of my favorites. I was, I was there in 06 when it came back and I could, I could go to every show and hear that song. And yeah, that's absolutely one of my favorites. Oh, I agree with you. There's there's a couple songs I'm really surprised that didn't stick around. Um, I'm really surprised we didn't get JTR the rest of the tour. And Hello Again actually really surprised me. I thought that song sounded very good live, and that one falling off the, the wayside really kind of shocked me a little bit. Oh, yeah. And, they, and that, that Hello Again that they did, debuted was just perfect. You know, there was they played it great, um, better than I felt almost like they had ever played it. Um, you know, being being one of the best songs, if not the best song on, you know, Stand Up Anyways. But, I don't know, Sweet Up and Down, another one of my favorites. You know, first couple shows of the tour, it's all over the place, and then, boom, gone. And, and as I'm reading along with our, our uh, live chat here with the Ants Plus members, they're all mentioning Kit Kat Jam, which is a fantastic song. Took off really well. Had a couple performances in there where Dave seemed like he was kind of messing with the lyrics a little bit, which were okay. You know, everyone was okay with it, seeing where it was going to work out, and then it just sort of disappeared. That, that's oh, yeah. a big disappointment for me. That's a song I've never heard live, so that's one of the ones on my list I really yeah. want to hear. It, and you know, it's one of those songs that us as you know a diehard fan base are going to love. But I could see you know the band seeing the crowd not really you know getting it. Um, as the jam and, you know, being like, well, if the crowd's not getting it, um, maybe we're going to stay away, but I don't know. That that wouldn't make any sense because they love Can't Stop and sweet mother of God, if I don't make myself pissed during that song. 
it, it's um, you know, it's unfortunate. We don't want to bag on them too much. Maybe just a, a, a little bit. But of all the songs that came back, you had you, had, you know, we just we just mentioned Kit Kat Jam. Busted stuff made its way back. Love that song. A, a lot of good songs. We had the debut of Blackjack, which was actually a song for 2007 um, that we didn't know about even until it was performed. Nobody even knew what it was. It was just a studio song for an, a very early Big Whiskey track. We had Break For It, which was a um, song that fans called... Um, <laughs> I just lost, forgot the name of it. Run While We Can. Thank you very much. Wow. Ooh, getting old in my old age. Um, <clears throat> how... They brought back these songs that every that no one really knew. They brought back Dream Girl for SPAC, which was the most incredible reaction I've ever heard on any recording of any show of all time. But, you know, they brought back Can't Stop. And they made it better. However, it never really translated over to the fans. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, um... I don't know. Maybe it was maybe it was different different in the two times that I'd heard. I mean, you know, oh five and oh six, we heard it quite a few times, or mainly in oh six. But um, in oh six, maybe because I was still, you know, maybe it was the environment. The first time I had heard it was at the Gorge, but hearing it at Seaville and hearing at the Gorge, I was like, ah, you know, I can deal with it. But hearing it at Seaville, I was just like, it, it made me miserable. Maybe that's me just being a snob, though. Um, so I never really could enjoy them making it actually better. You know, it's 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 funny you even mention that because obviously I was at Seville too. I saw you there. Um, I saw you really from my seat in Seville this year. And as soon as that song started, the first thing we we were back. I was sitting with Matt and Joe and their prospective uh, better halves. And the first thing I noticed was the crowd. I always like to look at the crowd, crowd to try right. to figure out the reaction to it. And I've been following Max. along on the boards how people are saying, oh, it's, you know, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. But the reaction from the crowd told me that it was still not the song that people wanted to hear. It was just sort of like a, like the crowd emptied out. And I looked over to where you were sitting and noticed that you weren't there. I was gone, dude. <laughs> I was gone. Like they were giving out free drinks somewhere. <laughs> well, I, and that's, that's the reaction. And, you know, if the band likes playing it, I guess they gotta play it. But you know, don't be angry when everybody's taken off and, right. and you only have you know half your crowd there listening to a song. That's the one song of all the songs that played this summer. And I know people have some songs they don't like along the way. That's the one song that just flat out I don't think worked. It just it just right. didn't work. It just. It, it, it was not there for the crowd from the first time they played it to the end. And even though it was it was better, it improved. It's certainly better than it was in 06, but I just don't think that's what I, that's what people were looking for. And I, I, I can almost disagree with you there in that it got better. I, it got more involved. But even at, at least in 06, it was just kind of a Dave thing where at least, you know, the Twitter girls loved it. You know, like the women, the women loved, loved hearing Dave, you know, do his thing on it. I mean, where, whereas here they've tried to incorporate the whole band, but I mean, I don't know. I'm a dude. No, I, I see what you're saying. It's, it's, it's like, uh, I don't want to say it. I'll just say that it didn't work. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> that would be, that would be the best way. So, you know, there's some other songs that. 
they brought back that, that may not have had, have worked out as well. Um, I don't know if the everyday songs worked out as well as, as we thought they would. But you know what? Um, I think the, the way that they were sprinkled in was okay. And I think at the end of the tour, what they did with What You Are, I the little jazzy intro to it, I think that worked out really well. And then all of a sudden they stopped playing it after two and a half minutes and played the old version, which was kind of what it used to be. Right. Oh, I kind of like What You Are. I mean, it's kind of evaded me. I heard it like at my second show and then... But uh, that new intro was great. It's That's another song where I, I'm not a fan of it. I just, it doesn't do anything for me. I know people like it. That's fine. No big deal. But I think that judging again by the reaction of the crowd, I don't think that that's a song that really works out as well as people think. And I know it has a lot of support for it, but we're going to get into this later with a top 50 list. I just don't think that the support is there that people think. I'm watching the crowd again. I'm sitting back, and I'm watching the crowd when they play it. They start it. It starts off with this big intro to it. Crowd goes crazy, and they sit on their hands for three and a half minutes waiting for Dave to drop an F-bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to love it. I waited That's... for it, and I loved it. But the intro was great. I, I liked what they did with it, but you know, the song doesn't really develop much. No, it doesn't. But, you know, I think what we're forgetting a little bit about 2010 is there was more than just the summer tour. You know, there was actually a European tour, which if you go back and look at all the European tours that they've ever had, this is probably the best European tour they've ever had. I know that people here that were watching the set list thought that they were really redundant. However, that is the, sh that is the tour that started the general admission. General admission was very successful there. We all got great videos from um, from Europe because the crowd is super quiet, unlike here. And they also brought back some songs, Big Eyed Fish, which a lot of people heard for the first time ever. I, I heard it twice this summer for the first time ever, which came back from the European tour. They tried Sugar Roll a couple times also, which um, which worked out pretty well over there in Europe. So I think the Europe, European tour was great. The summer tour was pretty good. I don't know if I want to go ahead and bring it up to the levels of some other years. Fall tour, very good. I mean, how can you complain when Last Stop is played a lot? On the regular. Big fan favorite. Oh, yeah. And a nice little Dave and Tim tour in the run at the end. I mean, when you look at 2010, 2010 was quite an incredible year. It, it was great. Um, I, I still want to go to either a South American show or a Europe tour. I, I think that the crowds overseas are just insane um i i don't know I, I think just people the people especially like i see it the, they're bringing up the portugal show like the portugal show like watching those videos it's just insanity it, I, they, I mean, most of those people don't even know the lyrics they don't yeah, even know and they can't even understand what's going and on and emily's mentioned south america south america tour was fantastic again they had a great tour in 08 great tour this year the, the support in South America is quite amazing. I mean, when you go from the beginning of the year, 2010, the very first time Dave performed, which was Needle and Damage Done with Neil Young for Haiti, go all the way to the end to the Dallas show, where they just played a couple days ago, if you're listening to this kind of close to when we do this, it's it's quite incredible that from beginning to end, 2010, amazing. Right. Now, in between, if you break them all down, they might not be as good. But from the beginning to the end, it's not bad. No, not at all. It was, uh, I mean, 
the shows I got to go to were awesome. So the shows that I heard were great. Um, I I have very minimal complaints about this year, if any. You know, I of course everybody wants everything to be done, but I mean, for them to play like they did all tour was amazing. Now you mentioned something quite interesting because I believe you and I saw the exact same shows. Which is kind of weird because we certainly didn't plan it. Cause I don't really yeah, know. yeah. I mean, what did we do? Four shows this year, right? Five. 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 Yeah. Tampa, both West Palms, and both Seavilles. Right. So if I were to ask you to rank those shows, how do you think you could rank those? Um. All right. Ah, oh, this should be awesome. I'm not a big ranker. I've always been one of those guys that takes each You're show what? for what it is. A ranker? Is that a word? It is now. Suck yes. it. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see. I could do this. Uh, this might come to a surprise for some people, but not a not really. I do almost Seville Night One, either Seville Night One or West Palm Night One. Um, are very close, and then you know. Um, the energy in the second part of Night 2 in Seville was like nothing I've ever been a part of. Um, in uh, Tampa was a good show, too. I, if, I, if, if I had to go ahead and put it down, I'd do, set list-wise, probably West Palm Night 1, Seville Night 1, then West Palm Night 2, Seville Night 2, then Tampa. Energy. I'll tell you right now, and people that have not heard of the tape are going to be surprised, but the most underrated show of the entire 2010 tour was Tampa. It, it was great, and the crowd was good. You know, I was six rows. Uh, that was my first pit show. It was my great. first pit show. Pit was interesting. It has pit its ups and downs, um, man. Yeah, we can talk about that all day, too. Yeah, pit was, pit was um, probably not what... Everybody thought it was going to be maybe not exactly what they'd hoped for. I mean, certainly it, it was probably a lot easier to sneak in the pit than anybody ever thought it was going to be from judging from the reactions of uh, some people we've seen. I know a lot of people went on tour and actually went to a lot of pits that weren't supposed to be there. Um, so, I, you know, got rail it, brother. I kind of like it better not having the pit, but if the crowd's okay with it, I mean, I'm sorry, if the band's okay with it, I'm probably okay with it. I mean, um, Tampa Pit to me wasn't overcrowded. Um, we walked We walked to the back once, and we could have just chilled. Um, plenty of room to dance. You could go, you know, take a leak and come back and not worry about anything. Even moving up wasn't bad. Um, night, night one in Charlottesville, dude, that pit was amazing. I think we were... 15 rows back and I was we were surrounded by ants and there was like nobody behind us and the crowd was just great and to see when Halloween came on the entire place just go nasty I mean Harry Potter was there it was I mean it was insanity I have never seen a crowd react to Fire ants. Halloween night one Seville ever in my life I've, and the only the only way you ever get get reactions like that is from Halloween. And, and even though, and we'll get to this later, top 50 list, but even though it, it didn't rank as high as it probably should have, but 
nothing makes a crowd go crazy like Halloween. And, I, and like I said, I was sitting back a little bit. We were back both nights. And just to see the crowd just erupt for Halloween is just one of the greatest things ever. It's it's fantastic. Oh, dude, it's so much fun. And I mean, even um, in West Palm, when they when they busted it out, you know, the place just went nuts. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's and it was funny because... Um, That's when I was throwing things at people that were leaving. Yes, I remember. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, what was that? Um, yeah, and well, and then when they played Last Stop, too, um, the, I was talking to my fiancé about it, uh, you know, just a couple days ago. Actually, it was last night. We were driving back from St. Augustine, and we were talking about some Dave, and she's like, I've been to some pretty good shows, huh? And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, um, and, and she's not a big fan of Halloween, but just to see the energy that it brings um, is insane. And that's, that's exactly my wife is. She's like, you know, I don't even like the song that much, but just to see you jump up and down, see everybody else jump up and down, it's it's amazing. And yeah. you know, I, I wish Joe were here now. He's he's busy with quantum and all. But um, we were we were sitting there waiting for the song to, to, to start. And obviously, when they got to the end of the Watchtower, they were you know starting something and they kept playing. And I turned, I, I actually, I don't sit next to Joe at shows. I sit next to his lovely girlfriend because she needs like a buffer between. <laughs> it's weird. It's complicated. Anyway, doesn't matter. So I was tapping him. A lot of touching said, during crash. Halloween. He thought I was jinxing. He's like, no, 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 they're not doing it. No, 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 no. Don't say it. Don't say the word. So he was like so afraid they were going to jinx it. <laughs> but they played it, as you want to. Well, I mean, it, was, it could have been worse. It could have been like, um... Seville in 06, you could tell they're going into something nuts, and some DB walks out in a trench coat, and they go into stay. God, which, is, which is forever ruined. Which is forever ruined that song for me. Which is sad. It really has, and you know, it, it's really sad because it's a good song. I, right. There's actually a lot of good songs that get ruined for people like that. Just something that personally happens, and unfortunately, in Seville in 06, and I was there too. Um, you know, that kind of ruined it for me, too. Although I've kind of got over it a little bit, but it's certainly not what, um, you know, anyone that was there for that was just like, they, they thought we were getting Last Stop or Halloween or something. But just after all that, the, the trench coat vibes just brutal. Yeah. I mean, things could have been so much worse. So thank God, you know, everything's okay and we had the ability to get to go back and see them where it all started, which... I mean, that city's great, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. Really, it's a lot of fun. It's a blast. I mean, I know a lot of people following along right now went out to a Blenheim winery, which is fantastic. The wine's great. In fact, I got, I got a bottle I'm saving for Christmas. Can you see my shirt? Or three or four. Is that what you're drinking now? Um, yeah. Are you really? The old red. Oh, that's and then nice. I, I'm, I'm rocking the shirt, too. They took, they took really good care of us over there. I really, I'm glad that we did that. Very glad. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. They're really nice people, and I think they really they do a really good job with their wines. It's I've said this before a thousand times, but Virginia wines are a little bit sweeter than maybe the normal California wines used to white. I like it because I like my white sweet. So I'm a big fan of them. I think Blenheim does a great job of, of mixing them. That and first Chardonnay we tasted the, was really you're, good. Look at the painted right now. Yep. Now I'm jealous. Um, Danielle, oh, man, Danielle, um, Danielle wants to order some for um, the wedding reception. 
Really? And well, have you like, and I do will a talk d- uh, about that as the time gets a little closer. Yeah. I, I know some people that know some people. Uh, yeah. I don't want to have to owe you. By the way, that um, I'm also drinking Starhead, which you were drinking earlier. So we're all sealed up. Oh yeah, I'm um, I'm nerding it up tonight. I can I, I'm not usually one to nerd it up, but you know, I'm the drummer okay. this evening. And Emily, I know where you live, so you really don't want to talk about me. But that's another story. I'm reading along as the chat goes. Anyway, like we were saying before, again, the European tour, fantastic. Summer tour, you know, pretty damn good. There were some songs that maybe people didn't want to hear. Of course, people always think the set lists get repetitive, whatever. That doesn't even phase me anymore. But, it's gonna happen. you know, and then you go into South, South America, which was fantastic. The fall tour, which is really, really good. Probably underrated for what it was. And then and Dave and Tim finished up with a nice little tour. At the end, and the Vegas shows were, were pretty good. And from what everyone's telling me that were, were there, the crowds were much better than they were before. Again, from 2000, from the beginning to the end, best year ever. Maybe not the best tours individually ever. However, if you go from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, it might be the best ever. Yeah. And uh, as I'm seeing the, uh, the live chat go by, we were talking about this before, about the best performances song-wise. And, and there's one song to me that I think is just clearly above and beyond everything. I've heard every show this year, and yes, it is indeed Spoon. You know it. They nailed it. It was amazing. Incredible. It, for the first full time playing it all year, and, and check me if I'm wrong here, but I don't think that Jeff has ever played it live before, and that would mean that I don't think no. that Rashawn has played it live either. But freaking nailed it. Incredible. And the end of that song, they've got about a three and a half minute outro, which is just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Spoon owned. Yeah, um, it looks like uh, Rashawn, Live Tracks 15 has Jeff. I don't know. Um, I, regardless. Really? And, and he's on that one? Yeah, I don't remember. Wow. But yeah. Apparently. Thank you for making me look bad. Can't just make it. I'll edit that out. Enjoy, enjoy your last podcast ever. <laughs> well then, let me start. <laughs> let me tell you how I really feel. I actually feel I, I'm pretty lucky. I think this year, and actually, you're pretty lucky too. Spoon was fantastic, and the very first last stop was outstanding. It was the best one because I was there. <laughs> of course, yeah. That's, that's really the way we, we, we rate things. It's just the way we were there. But that, that's another one that I, I have a good memory of because I was sitting next to you and, of course, um, the hitman. So as we were sitting there waiting for it to go, and, and I knew it was coming on, and, and I was just sort of like, you kept saying, what's coming on, what's coming on, what's coming on? Like, no, I'm not going to. It's a really good song, though. Yeah, I, I, I just, I'll never forget you. like uh... you guys to react. And both of you guys were just like, you didn't know whether to jump or to like poop yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, I think I uh, pooped myself while jumping. Um, you know, it's one of those things. Brett and I have been travel buddies for years, and you know, we've been able to experience a, a lot of good things. But um, when you were like, because of course you know you're Mister Know It All, and you you knew it was coming, which was amazing. And it's funny because I was gonna go take a leak, and uh, and you say uh, stay in your seats. And I didn't really put anything to it. 
and um, we, you know, it was just it was just awesome, and the crowd reaction was awesome, and that, you know, when it comes down to it, that's still what I do the Dave shows for is crowd reaction and the band, and to to see everybody, you know, nerding it up like I do, and you know, doing the white people dance. You know, there's nothing better than seeing ten, fifteen thousand people that don't know how to dance dancing their asses off. I think that's that's a, a problem with the band, though, almost because. I'm listening to all the shows all year, and they've changed up some things. Like, um, Gravedigger had a drum beat intro, and the drum solo a little bit sounded like Say Goodbye. So three-quarters of the crowd recognize it, think it's Say Goodbye, and they're, like, going crazy, and then they play Gravedigger, which is, by the way, a good song, a really good song. I mean, I won a freaking Grammy. You know, they're like, oh, God, Gravedigger, oh, jeez. As long as it's not a Willy Digger. Yeah, well, you know, some things work and some things don't, right. and unfortunately that didn't I, work. I love the song, though. I, I still do like that song a lot. I listen to it all the time. There's a lot of underrated songs, which brings into uh, our next topic after we've exhausted everything for the tour, is the top 50 list, which was um, quite interesting. And, and full disclosure, you did participate in that. I did. So... Your your opinions may be slanted ever so slightly, but uh, I think we get a pretty good read on everything that was out there, don't you think? Agreed. Um, I actually thought it was a lot better um, than I thought it was going to be. I really did. Uh, a lot more unbiased. I mean, obviously, it, people are gonna people are gonna say and people are gonna copy and try and redo things, but you know, when it was all said and done, the way you set it up. And, you know, the way it was pulled, I thought, was about as accurate as you can get. Well, well thank you. But, I, you know, I really tried hard because I know a lot of people were like, how did you do it? I just, why didn't I get a chance to, to give my top 50 list and such? But what I really want to do is I wanted to go by categories, and I really tried to break it down by, you know, unfortunately I know a lot of people's ages and such. So, and what they are a boy or a girl. So I tried to really break it down as best as I could, flashing back 20 years ago when I was in college when I had all those um, statistics classes. So I really tried to do as best as I could, try to break it down, fit everything in. I looked online to get an idea of how many people I needed to make it statistically as accurate as possible. And, you know, it's, it's certainly not a lock. I'm not saying this is exactly the way it should be. But I think overall... It worked out well. And there was really only two songs that shocked me over the whole thing. The, everything else worked out as best as I thought it would, even though my top ten was certainly different from the uh, top ten that ended up. But the only two songs that really shocked me was 36, which I didn't think had a chance of making the top 50, but made it with E. That's great. It really got a lot of support. And the other one was Shotgun. And Shotgun had a tremendous amount of support. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, 36 is one of those songs that it, it, it's it's kind of what made the band. You know, a, a lot of improv, you know, Carter just destroying things, fun scats, you know, a little bit of lyric. Um, I was, you know, I, I was talking to uh, somebody else and I'm like, have you ever heard this song? And she's like, oh, one of my favorites. And, you know, it my fiance. I didn't even know she'd heard the song, and then, 
you know, it comes down to it, it's one of her top 30 songs. And I'm like, that is awesome. I'm like, that is why I picked you. And then, I mean, Shotgun, I, I love that song. It's over the years, it's great. It, it, when it comes back, it's still great. Um, it's interesting you say that because, I mean, as you've admitted, your fiance isn't the greatest of DMB fans. However, she has a, a good knowledge of the band and she certainly enjoys her music. Right. They, that that song, because it was released in uh, on their first live release in, in 1995, the 1995 Red Rocks release, has a lot of support from people. And oh yeah, the, it's it's amazing that you have this song that doesn't even exist anymore. I mean, 36 is is dead. I mean, it, it pops up in every day. Right. But it's just at the end. But yet, when they start playing every day, the crowd starts chanting the honey honey or honey honey, depending on. Depending on how big of a noob you are. That's all they're listening for. That's all they want. They they don't care. It doesn't even matter they're playing playing every day. They just want 36. That's something that amazed me. So I did not think that it was going to have the following that it did. It it was, you know, and again, you know, the whole Hane Hane part of the song is, it's what makes the show for people. Um, Crowd interaction, just to see, you know, those thousands upon thousands of people, especially, you know, I heard the tape at MSG, we're seeing it on the side where, you know, MSG, MSG, but it it was the highlighted MSG for a lot of people. And it's one of those things where crowd interaction and the crowd makes a show for a lot of people. And I'm one of those people. Absolutely. But, you know, I think that's part of the problem with, um, with every day. And... And, and let me just say, you know, everybody knows I'm not an everyday supporter. I, I don't like the album overall. It's not my favorite thing. I think that Every Day is one of the top two or three songs from that album. I like what they did with the song Every Day compared to what 36 became. Right. Because 36 at the end, I did not like what 36 was right before it became Every Day. So I don't really particularly have a big problem with Every Day, but clearly... My opinion doesn't mean anything, and nobody cares. People really want 36. It, it's it's amazing. I mean, it really it boggles my mind how much support that got. I mean, that was a strong finisher. Oh and yeah. I think it got a top a number one vote out of somebody. It's I mean, really people really like number 36. It's one of those things where you know the gingers do, just don't like it and they just need to be thrown in the basement. You know, if, they, yeah, if it's mean, not something they're looking for. That pretty much goes with everything. Um, the top ten maybe didn't surprise me a lot. Um, I, I didn't have Stone number one. I had Forty One number one. Um, full disclosure, I think Forty One's the best song they've ever written. <clears throat> but you know, sometimes you don't get to win out, and I didn't. Even though Forty One got more first place votes than any other song, but that way it goes. I don't have a problem with Stone. I mean, I think Stone's a great song. It's. I think it's genius. I'm. I'm really surprised the support it got. That still is surprising to me. It, I just thought it was a good song. I didn't realize it was that powerful. Right. Um. It. it you're right. Great. Gray Street was my number one. I can go ahead and throw it out there. There's something about the first time I heard that song that just, you know, struck me to the core. But Stone was my number two. And, you know, it's one of those things where hearing the stone and chasing that song, too, is, you know, the, the intro is, it's complicated and it's perfect. And the outro is beautiful and the lyrics are, are great. 
you know, um, my top ten, my whole top ten was my number one. I, I guess I could phrase it as that, but damn, that song's good. It, it really is. It's it's a solid song. I, I like Grey Street a lot. I had Grey Street in my top ten. Um, I had a couple songs in my top ten didn't finish. I was surprised Bartender finished a little further back than I thought. Um, I was big on Spoon. I always thought Spoon yeah. was um, But I'm, I'm, overall, I'm happy. And we were talking about Shotgun before. I don't want to let that fall by the wayside. But Shotgun is another song that it doesn't have set lyrics. But it is beloved by fans. And the hardcores, the people that are typing along as we're speaking right now, really love it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, a lot of it, you know, in all honesty, a lot of that, I don't care what people say, a lot of it's going to come down to the rarity factor. A lot of people love Spoon. If it, if Spoon was played every other show, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be near what it was to a lot of people. I mean, it's it's definitely a top 20 in mine. And I'd love it with, if, if Alanis Morissette, I'm not a huge fan of Alanis Morissette, but a good female vocalist, that album version from... BDCS is just great, you know. Yeah, it's it's one of the best cuts ever. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, I, I think that had a lot to do with Last Stop. Um, and I like Last Stop. Don't get me wrong. It's top twenty. Um, I it was a little higher than I thought it was going to finish. I think the rarity factor worked in a lot for that. Huge. But so, it, but still, know, to a lot of people, that's their favorite song. Taking the boat again now, maybe it would have fallen a little further back. Oh yeah. And maybe Spoon would have jumped up a little bit. Because I know some people that voted said, boy, I wish I could have put Spoon a little bit higher after hearing the uh, Siva version. Oh, for sure. It's, yeah, um, uh, that version was I great. think it worked out well. There's a couple of songs that didn't place in top 50 that I think it's worth mentioning. And I don't even know if I discussed this with you, so I don't mean to throw it on you. But uh, I'm going to throw a couple of songs at you, Kevin. You just didn't kind of give me your opinion on what you think of them. Let's um, do what it. do you think about Monkey Man? Oh, I'd love to hear it. Um, you know, with... The the sessions it's it's great. Um, I don't think they could bring it back and make it what it was though. Um, I'd rather hear Captain. Uh, I mean, if that's a fair assessment, but you know the build and I, I never really I never really saw why it didn't didn't get more of a play. You know, it, maybe it was a little too sad and depressing, but you know it is what it is in that. But um, I definitely loved here, and I think they could they could really tear it up. I think you're all over it on that movie. Cause I, I think that's what it is. It's it's really it's a depressing song. Absolutely, it's it's down. Um, it's it's a, a beast in the studio. And from what we understand, the version we all have isn't even the final version. So apparently, there was something else they cut that was maybe a little bit more cheery than than what we've heard. Right. But, you know, an unbelievable song that placed just outside outside the top fifty. So I was able to listen to the last. Four songs didn't make it, so it was just outside of that. So that was actually one of the closest songs, not the top fifty. And for a long time, what, do you know I what? Thought that was going to make it. Where did that, that end that's up? That's one song that was just really, really good. Um, I like your opinion, if if you may, on what you are. A song you mentioned you liked. Um, we're gonna we'll backtrack a little bit to um, Rarity Factor. Uh, I heard it my third show at West Palm Beach and I think I might have been a little drunk and I love it um, you know crowd interaction when he drops the F-bomb is great you know and I, I like it 
I could deal with it for a while because it's not played much. Um, I thought the new intro was great. And, you know, when it comes on the iPod, I think I'll listen to it every time. Um, but I, I want to say that the Central Park version is the one I have on my iPod. But, um, you know, um, I, I could take or leave it. It didn't make my top 50, I don't believe. If, and you would not be alone because it barely cracked the top 90. Yeah. So it got very little support. And I know it's a fan favorite among people posting on boards, but it just got no support. Had nothing there, right? I, and again, I think it, it it has a lot of a lot of some a lot of the stuff that I do is based on the rarity factor. You know, things I've never heard. I I go to a show, you know, following set list and wanting to see some of the songs I've never heard. You know, regardless if they're played a lot or are not. I don't know. That's that's just me. Well, I, I think you're sort of on the on the right path there of things. A lot of songs got some support that had some rarity factor to them. There were actually a lot of of, of uh, busted stuff song. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, stand up songs that got a lot of support, which was surprising. Everyday songs didn't do that well. You know, obviously, Blue Water made the top fifty, um, which is which is good for that song. It's it's interesting to see the songs that got played a lot that didn't do well. Like like a lot of singles didn't do well. Dream Girl didn't do well. American Baby did horribly. It, it, I kind of like that song. Tacky. Yeah, I, think I don't want to hear it live, but the video was kind of cool. Nah. Yeah, nah I, you didn't let me finish. Um, but hey, I just saw Beach Ball pop up, and I don't want to let that get away. Um, I love that song. I freaking love it. I'm happy. Uh, you can't, I mean, it, I know it was kind of teased, but it was, you know, like a three-quarter tease at West Palm that we got to hear, um, which was amazing. And then Dave and Tim in Vegas, have you heard that, Jake? I have not heard that yet, but I'm looking forward to hearing it. Oh, listen I to it, man. It's perfect. It, it, Timmy Timmy kills it. Timmy actually could have gone on for another 15, 20 seconds in his solos. And um, made it almost even better, but make sure you check out Beach Ball Dave and Tim because it destroyed it. It was great. And Dave and Tim or Beach Ball did pretty well. Yeah, Beach Ball write a song both did very well, surprisingly. I like write a song. Yeah, I, I like it. Not a top fifty, and I might catch some crap for that, but. It doesn't have much to it. It, you know, it's kind of the same. I don't know. It's almost like an OAR song to me, but whatever. I am big fan of Beach Ball. I, I like writing a song a lot, a lot, a lot. I know it gets a little uh, winky flink on the boards, but I like it. A lot of people love it on the boards. I like it. I think it's a very, very good song. I think it's very underrated. Good jams. I wish it was a little bit longer. They, it, you're right. They could definitely do a lot more with it. That's good. So I guess now we've run through the year. So what happens next year? And that's the big question. And, you know, according to rumors and tweets from band members, obviously they're going to play something next year. Oh, I yeah. Mean, don't you think? Um, I definitely see a tour of some sort. You know, a festival tour maybe. You know, maybe not a Bonnaroo, but 
you know, a, a, at least a dozen shows, right? I will say that if they play less than 12 performances, I'll be surprised. Is that fair? I'd be surprised if they don't play at least 12 shows. 12 in 12 months is not a lot. Right. Really. I mean, and, and performances could be, you know, a little overblown. I'm not, I'm not talking um, Yukon Cornelius, which is a great band, by the way. I'd love but to I'm see that. Talking, that would be a cool little show to see, for sure. Dave Matthews singing songs with, hopefully, We're talking band. about DMB. Yes. Right. I think you're going to see between DMB and Dave and Tim, 12 shows. That's just me. I have nothing. You're saying combined, Dave and Tim and full band, 12 total combined. shows? Com between the two of them, the two groupings, I think you'll see about 12. That's just me. I have right. nothing to base it on. Okay, and here's a question, and this is obviously both of us are speaking completely out of opinion. Do you see um, Dave, if Dave goes on and plays a bunch of shows and does a bunch of things without the band, does it cause a rift? No. No, you think the rest of the band is completely cool with it? Yeah, no, no I think it's completely fine. I think that we, the crowd, the fans, are reading way too much into everything. Oh, I yeah. I think that we just... We, we think that everything that Stefan tweets is personally to us, and we read way too much into it. I, I don't think there's that much into it. I think that we're just, we just overthink every single thing. We think, you know, we think there's hidden, hidden things in every lyric, like the Beatles lyrics. It's just, we're, we're, we're over right. the top. Well, That's what I think. It's just me. A few times I've put myself in Stefan's shoes and, you know, how much fun, if you go back and think about it, you have all these people who absolutely just adore you, right? And, it, and the guy's, what, in his 30s, whatever. He's a young, he's still he's a kid. younger than me. Right, well. Don't say it. I know where you live, don't all say right, it. All right, whatever. Um, but I, it would be hard for me to say that I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with people all the time. You know, just, just to do it. You know, I... Not not over overexert himself in being you know, but you know, I I don't know. I'm stuttering through this entire process. But as somebody who follows him on Twitter, it would be fun. It would be fun to mess with people. But that's just me. I'm you know. I guess people know me now. Twitter is what it is. I mean, I just I don't read much into it. It's nice when he tweets some interesting things. He found the very first show. Band, which nobody knew about, right? Um, it it doesn't really doesn't really phase me too much on that. So, anyway, now let's turn it over to our adoring fans who really aren't fans of us, but uh, are following along. Speak you guys have any questions there? You can go ahead and, and start typing them in, and we'll see what we can do with with them as we can. This is the part where we pause slowly, waiting slowly, right? We could, we could talk in British. Did you get that British day. guy in Seville, by the way? Kevin? What? The British guy. Um, I met yeah, him in West Palm. I met him in West Palm, didn't I? Yes, you met him in Seville, didn't you? Um, oh, oh my god. 
I don't know. Does anybody remember the uh, the little plastic shots I had? Spyro. Yes. Very, very nice. Very nice. Guy. Very cool cat. I like him a lot. He's a really, really nice guy. Very um, committed fan. Uh, I see some questions popping up about um, Dave Solop. Um, you know, I don't work for the company, so I don't know what he's got left. I have heard that he has one album left. Obviously, you would think that he would release a this year while they're off. I have no idea. It seems logical, but who knows? Uh, 20th anniversary show. Um, yeah, there's certainly rumors about it. They're going to play 12 shows next year. Because I predict, wouldn't you would think that one of them would be a 20th anniversary show? Probably. Gotta happen. Gotta happen. Yeah, possibly. Gotta happen. Saying, oh, saying what you're saying? Gotta happen. That's where I would put it. I'm a noob. But yep. it's got to happen, dude. You know, I. It's too easy. The band loves. The band loves to play so much, too much. So much, so much to say. You know, it's it's just one of those things. Um, they're going to play a couple shows. And I think that uh, this year's releases is going to be very good. Um, I don't know what they're going to get into as far as I know. A lot of people think it's going to be B sides or album bonuses or whatever you want to call it. Who the heck knows what it's going to be? I don't know if I'm going to go that way, but I think DMB Live is going to be something that the people listening to this right now are going to be very happy with. I really agree. Good stuff. Quality shows they want to hear. I think it's going to be quality. Quality. Worth your money downloading. Oh, yeah. You know, they're, they're going to come out with some stuff um, to keep us as the consumer and Dave fan involved and in purchasing. Um, I could definitely see a DVD. Um, something I, I don't I don't know about a Vegas DVD. I mean, it could definitely happen, but there's going to be a DVD of some kind of sorts from the fall tour. the The camera setups and how it was done was just too involved. But I mean, again, that's a guess. But I I'd have to say. If they're going to take some sort of leave of absence, whether it be six months or eight months, something, something, something's going to come out DVD-wise from this past year. Would you agree or disagree? Um, I, I don't know if I would read. I'm a videographer by trade. I don't know if I read too much into that for cameras. Um, however, the more angles makes it easier to edit. Absolutely. Um, so certainly I would think something would happen, but, you know, I, I, I just don't know what, what their ultimate plans are. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, obviously, but I, I have to think that if they're taking some kind of leave, that they're going to push, they're going to push out an item that's going to grab us as the fans to buy. Especially during the fall tour, where... Yeah, they promoted it being a leave of absence of a sort to get a lot of people to go and you know to and, and they jam they rocked the crap out of the places that they were at but in you know if it comes out where yeah they're gonna take some time off then it's definitely there's there's got to be some quality stuff coming out well yeah I, I don't I don't doubt that. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be video, but I think that they've got a library of, of performances from the last year that are really, really good. 
And don't forget that technology changes tremendously. So from the beginning of the year even to now, it's, it's amazing how much things have changed. So I think that something will happen. I just don't know what. And I, I see a question just popped in. I'm just going to mention something really quickly. Um, I know a lot of people saw cameras around this summer for American Express. I just want to say I have no idea what's going on with that. I know there's some video shot. However, you know, I, I just don't know what it's going to be. But obviously there's some stuff that's, that's, that was shot this summer, especially the early part of the tour, which is really, really cool. So hopefully that stuff will pop out eventually. Yeah, anything else first there, Kevin? Um, I see Seville Knight two posters up. I need one. Um, you got 190? You can grab one right now. Yeah, get out of here with that. I do have a Seville 06 poster. I actually got... I need to um, I need to start doing some work. Um, I know a lot of my friends would be very disappointed in me since... I mean, I've got just... Tubes and tubes, tubes after tubes of posters. I mean, I've got eight more back there that, you know, just come out of the woodworks. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Um, come on. But, I mean... Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, I've got... I think I've got 12. Uh, I've got a Brandon Marshall jersey. We could talk... You want to talk some Orlando Magic? Um, you know. Do you have the Joker Arenas one yet? Uh, I'll be getting, I might be getting an Agent Zero jersey, for sure. Um, it could, uh, it could be interesting. I, I mean, a lot of people are hating on it, but if, if anybody's watched the Magic in the last month, month and a half, they are garbage. Absolute garbage. Vince Carter had to go. Um, he's worse than Paula Pierce, to be honest with you, RJ. Um, at least Paula Pierce can score. I mean, he fakes injuries, but... You know, but um, I'm definitely jumping on the UCF bandwagon. Uh, go Knights! Uh, the Miami Hurricanes. More Jordans than you have. Yeah, dude, that kid's balling. He could be the next MJ. You know, nobody else. Um, <laughs> everybody did what they're doing with Michael. You know, Michael came into college. You know, as as nobody, and you saw what happened. The same he thing. North Carolina. Right, but he didn't make his high school team. They didn't. He. Oh God. He was nothing. He was nothing, and we saw what happened. Yes. Okay. Anyway, that's that's a good point to wrap it up. Michael Jordan was not good. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. Go ahead and we'll be back next time. Hopefully, Kevin will join us. Kevin, thank you for sitting in with us. And no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Good night, everyone. All right. We'll see you. See you on the streets. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats, and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB.